All right, everyone, welcome back to the 307 podcast. We're <clears throat> coming at you today. Uh, some of you guys are going to be listening to this, uh, the recording of this, but we're also live on YouTube. We, we've made it a goal to host these episodes live on YouTube, not just post it on there, but you guys get to sit here live with us, comment, interact, whatever. And today actually is going to be a awesome episode in my opinion. These are my favorite types of episodes that we do. Usually we call them Q&A episodes, but today is going to be a little different than Q&A. We're actually going to respond to YouTube comments, okay? Now, we don't actually respond to any comments typing them, like typing out responses to comments on YouTube because that would be, uh, well, I think a very poor use of our time. Uh, we look at a lot of y'all's comments, but we don't respond to them. So we're going to take about an hour today to respond to a bunch of comments, of which there are probably, what, Chili? Thousands at a minimum? Well, you know, I don't really know. Um, I know each video has, you know, hundreds, and, and some even have thousands, and we're very grateful for that, always for liking and sharing and commenting and subscribing, all of that. But uh, the issue with with... with with having that many comments is is given a task five minutes before this podcast commences by Chad. Uh, I was given the task to rifle through all of them and <laughs> and fi find me a good five to ten that are that that are good for this video, Chili. Well, I can't do that in five minutes, so I'm still in the process of finding you comments that you would like to react to. I'm doing my best. Dude, you had this freaking idea six months ago, man. No, why no, no, why no, haven't no, you no, been no, keeping no. a running list of pod hey, hey, of do, hey, hey, questions? No, I'm, I'm gonna start it. I'm gonna start doing it to you. You know, hold on. You know, Chili. Every time you hey, say dude, something, hey, hey, dude, dude, hey, dude. You can I talk now? <laughs> you can. Every time you say something, you know, I file it into my brain, right? Well, look, and guy, so whenever you say something, just know that it's it's going to become a reality at some point. I just have to work myself up to it, right? Well, look, guy, I, 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 five minutes is not enough time. You guys watching on YouTube, I want I want to ask you a question. I just found a 1980 Toyota Hilux for sale that I want to go and buy. This guy wants $13,500 for it. Look, I'm going to show it to you on the camera. Y'all tell me if this truck is really worth that or not. All right? Look, y'all can see it right there, I hope. Back up. Back, all right, I'm backing up. That good, cameraman? Uh, no. Uh, well, what the crap? Y'all can't see it. This Look, y'all just let me know what a 1980 Toyota Hilux is worth with 144,000 miles. Runs and drives fine. Apparently, no rust. Let watch the comments on that, Blake, because I want these people out here. How many people we got watching this? Ninety six. Okay, good. Somebody will know. Well, they said do it, buy it. Depends on the rust. Check rust hoses, leaks. Not all from eleven cash. No way. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it, eleven cash. No, ten, ten four. Okay. Uh, if you send me with it, with you, I can knock them down to ten four. Well, you said you would come. I'll come. For, for y'all that don't know, I am a Toyota. I don't know, a fan, I guess. I mean, I am a Toyota guy. Guy. <laughs> All right? So when I saw this little truck pop up, I just like to lost it, didn't I, tech guy? Oh, yeah. I mean, I like to lost it when I saw this thing. I went and looked at a Bronco yesterday. 
I like the Bronco too, but you know what Ford stands for, right? Found on road dead. So you know if you buy a Ford, you're just going to have to constantly work on the dang thing to keep it even on the road. Uh, I didn't know if I wanted to make that commitment or not, but I do like the Bronco. Uh, but at least with the Toyota, you know, my mechanical abilities are not very high. I can do simple things like change oil or put air in the tire. But you go to asking me to change clutches and fix seals and do wiring? Nah. This joker ain't about to do none of that, son. Why you like Chili. To- Why you like Toyotas? I like Toyota, man, because it's the most reliable vehicle, in my opinion, even to this day, that has ever been produced. Well, uh, you know, F- Ford and Chevrolet ought to be freaking ashamed of the crap that they put out there for sale. What you got to say, tech guy? Well, a, a guy on here's got a good point. Brian Tuxton, he said that you look more kind of like an El Camino guy. Dude, I haven't even thought of the El Camino. You look nice in the El Camino. Hey, who made the El Camino? Does it? Did Chevrolet make the El Camino? Blake? I don't know. We'll see. Brian, who made the El Camino, man? Yeah, I haven't even. Chevy. Been. Chevy. Okay, Chevy made the El Camino. That would be a sweet rig. We might should buy one of those for Chili. I like Pontiacs. Yeah. Pontiac. <laughs> Everybody knows what Pontiac stands for. Yeah, yeah, I like an old Pontiac. You know what I'm saying? Well, I've been wanting to buy you a classic car for years now, Chili. So, well, I'll keep an eye out for a Pontiac. But don't all do right. that. The consensus is eleven thousand on the Toyota. Is that the consensus? That's why I love going live, man. We get all these great people and we get get their opinions. Hey, man. Let's start responding to some comments here. I've been, I'm really interested. I have no clue what comments Chili has picked here. Well, I ain't found very many. And I mean, at, look here. He only had freaking 10,000 to pick from, and he says he well, ain't found many. See, here's the deal Chad likes to do this because he gets real wrapped around the axle every time there's a comment that comes through and they make fun of his hair or make fun of. You know the clothes he's wearing, whatever it is, it just it just bugs him. So every time every time there's a comment like that, it just nags at him for days and days. So that's why he wants to do this. And no, man, look, I, look, I'll be look. straight up with y'all. When look, hey, look. uh, look. hey, look, when, look. hey, look, hey. look here, look here, look. Hey. Hold on, I'm talking. Hold on, hold on. Hey, look, tech look. guy, what the look. crap, man? What about your uh? What 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 watch are you wearing? We get that comment a lot. How about that? Let's yeah, start right there. I did a whole video on what freaking watch I wear, and none of y'all watched it. Well, tell them. I wear a Garmin Enduro. None of y'all watched that freaking video, man. I put. You think that I wanted to make a video about what watch I wear? No, I made that freaking video because all y'all were asking, and none of y'all daggone watched it, man. <laughs> what the crap? It's a Garmin Enduro. Go watch the dang video. I know, the video is boring as crap, but what do you expect me to do with making a video about the dang watch I wear? It's not that exciting. <laughs> so, s- screw you guys. Uh, um, a lot of comments on the recent shotgun video. Um, oh, yes, there was. R- and, Don't and, worry, there's a follow-up <laughs> to that video coming out soon. And the, the first set of comments, I would say, was uh, lots of y'all had bad, have bad hearts because you're fat. And yes. uh, they they mentioned that you said that and expound on that. What do you think? Do you really think that about our our precious YouTube viewers that they're fat? Well, look, guys. Um, 
That's that. You know, I can't see you guys that are watching my videos. Uh, you can see me, okay? But here's where that that statement came from. As I go out into the the general public, which is very rarely, I drove to Yorkville yesterday, which was an hour from my house, and I hated every daggone mile of it. I don't like Ooh. to leave my 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 abode but when i go out in the public i look around me and i want y'all to do the same thing maybe you have it got it now especially go into the walmart if any of y'all ever get get a chance to go into the walmart and try on georgia i work at walmart i want you to look around you and see how morbidly fat the majority of people are. And let me tell you, people have gotten so fat now that you look at somebody that's just generally fat and you don't even take notice of them anymore because you've got some five or six hundred pounder that's drawing all your attention away. And so what is fat ain't even fat no more. But when you start looking at people, they are generally the majority of the population, especially down here and down south where Bojangles it has stole the market for breakfast biscuits. People are daggone fat. And let me tell you why I care. <laughs> let me tell you why I even care. All right. Aside from the fact that all you fat people are straining the entire um the the entire healthcare system and culture and you can't contribute and you can't do nothing because you're so dang fat. Aside from all that, the main reason I care is because when I look at a fat person, I realize that they are more than likely, uh, well, they're addicted to food and they're making a choice to continue to be fat day by day by day. And it burns me alive because I know that there is more to life for that person. I know if you are fat and out of shape, there is more for you. And one of the first steps that you have got to take to becoming who God wants you to be is you got to get that daggone fat off of you, man. All right? Because you're not, you, you, it's just hemming you up. And it aggravates the crap out of me that people have just accepted their weight and actually our society now actually makes it normal to be fat they're putting fat people on the covers of magazines and if you say anything about anybody being overweight you're a bigot right they've we've normalized it and people have just accepted the fact that they're way out of physical standards, and now they think that's the new normal. No, let me tell you right now, it is not normal to carry around 50 extra pounds of useless weight on your body. That is not normal. And you may not even know it, but you feel like crap because you've done forgot what it, what it felt like to feel good. All right? I made a comment during our treadmill run. I said, are you ready to step up and lead your community? Are you ready to step up and lead your family? Are you ready to step up and lead your business? Are you ready to step into that role and lead? And let me tell you, if you're overweight, it affects people's perspective on you. I'm not going to follow a fat man. I'm not going to listen to a fat preacher preach. I ain't going to listen to it. If you can't do something as simple 
as keeping yourself at a manageable weight. You you got I, I, no. We we got to start there. Cause I ain't got nothing for you if you can't even do that. And I'm and you know what else I'm sick of? All these daggone people with diabetes. Let me tell you, mm. these people with diabetes, they got the sugar. I have that too. These people got the sugar, right? Uh, you know what? These people that have this diabetes, not the kind you're born with, not type one, but type two. What about type three? Let, let me tell you what. These jokers have eat themselves to death. They have really. Y'all, do y'all comprehend this? If, if you have the type 2 diabetes, you have eat yourself to death. You should be dead. And instead of changing things about the way you eat and your lifestyle and all this, guess what? You just get a little bit, you just get an insulin and you can just keep right on being fat. Screw that, man. That's what I got to say about fat people, man. <clears throat> well, this guy... His uh, username is too long. I'm not going to read it. He, uh, he said he personally knows of skinny, wormy-looking vegans that drop dead from heart attacks while running all the time. When it's your time to die, it's your time, period. Full, <laughs> full stop. <laughs> well, that's what he said. I kind of agree with him. I mean, most of the people that I know that die young, they, they run a lot. They're big into fitness. They eat broccoli and everything. I mean, there's something to be said about what kills you is stress. So if, well, fat people will live a while. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, they're just dragging, you can, dragging society down. If you though. just keep your stress level low, you can live a long time, even if you're fat. Yeah, you can, you can, and, and, and yeah, you're exactly right, guy that commented about the stinking vegans. Yeah, a vegan is just as unhealthy as a fat man. Who in the crap? At what point ever in human history did a human being say, "Oh, here's a big." nice piece of steak but i'm not gonna eat it it's right here in front of me i have it available but i'm not gonna eat it and i'm gonna pick some of this freaking plants and eat it instead that that's the most heinous freaking thing on earth i don't even know how that ever gained any traction look you you're already motivating a couple people el gordo on here he said bloody hell i need to do a few push-ups <laughs> doesn't el gordo mean fat in spanish yeah the fat man <laughs> Uh, Get them daggone push-ups in, El Gordo. Aaron Aaron Potter said he's about to go walk the dog after all that. There you go. Walking is one of the best things you can do. Some of the most healthy people that I know on earth, all they do is walk. They don't do all this running and all this bull crap. I, I've look, man, all this running and stuff we do. Y'all think is if any of y'all think that's good for you, oh, no. you, you're wrong. That's not good for you. Don't don't try to do what what I do with all this running and stuff. I I competed against a CrossFit athlete the other day, ranked number thirty three in the entire world. Okay, the video's coming out soon. I competed against this guy. I blew my whole engine up. I mean, I blew my dang engine up. I got done with that daggone workout. I went back home. My whole skin hurt. It's because you run too much. My body was shutting down on me completely. Yeah. I thought I had rap though. Look, that ain't healthy. You're exactly right, guy. If you want to start getting more healthy, just start walking, man. Walk for an hour a day. That's all you got to do. You ain't got to get crazy like we do. We're just destroying our body. I've had an infected toe for the last two freaking weeks. That ain't got nothing to do with running. That's got to do with being an imbecile. Um, hey, Chili. Yeah. Hold on. I got a question come in here for you. Okay. This one, uh, I missed the username, but they said, I'm cold. What should I do? 
love you too, man. I love you too. What's his name? I got to know his name. Can you scroll back up? I got to know his name. To answer that properly. El Gordo, you better be doing them freaking push-ups, man. Good gosh, tech guy. You're supposed to take <laughs> well, notes when these things come through. Okay. I just, I, it would really okay. help. It's uh, Sotiris so, that's ni- all I need. Ninos. Sotiris. Another Mexican? Uh, well, they're so probably, Tyrus, they may be. You're cold. What should I do? Okay, if you, I love Mexican people. If you are from or living in a place that is uh, too far north or south of the equator, right? So you're in Buffalo, New York, right now, or somewhere in Canada or Alaska. Uh, what you can do is freaking move because. All the people that I see that live in these northern states and complain about it being cold, there's a beautiful state of Florida and Louisiana and, and lower Alabama and Texas and, and parts of Georgia and Tennessee where it don't get that freaking cold, so move. I'm about pissed off hearing about the dang cold, too, so I feel you on that, Mr. Wright. Uh, and if you're just cold in your house, uh, then join El Gordo and do some push-ups because you're probably fat as well, so... Uh, Most of y'all are cold because you're fat. You ain't got good circulation. That's the truth. Yeah. A lot of people think fat people are uh, generally stay warmer. They're yeah. actually always cold. Yeah. Because their blood don't move. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And, and look here, man. They got, I, they got that blood like pond water. <laughs> Stagnant. Mud blood. They got that mud blood. Stagnant blood. Hey, look, man. Uh, I done seen an article the other day about all these folks that have well, he's died. Went, he's went to reading again. All these people that's done got de- dead in this last cold blast that we had. And that's a terrible thing. It's a terrible thing if, if you get hemmed up on the side of the road in a cold storm and you just sit in your car and die. I hate it that you died. But look, man. The reason y'all are dying from this cold because re- you live in Buffalo, you need to move. Well, well, no, it's because you don't know you haven't trained nor prepared, right? You, you don't know how to save yourself. Pete, look, man, there are so many people out here who are absolutely helpless. They are helpless. I see them, man. I, I, I look. I, I'm in. I, I, I'm in all the time around these super wealthy people. Let me tell you something about super wealthy people. They majority of them are freaking helpless. If they lose their power and their little little warm, comfy environment, they just give up on life and just die. I couldn't imagine sitting in my car and dying of the cold. Is that how they're dying? Yeah. I see these numbers. They, they, fit, they fit. Sit, they're sitting in their car and waiting for somebody to come and save them. Nobody is coming to save you. If you don't train and learn how to care for yourself in the worst possible scenario, which is what we teach you on the basic course, we teach you rewarming drills. We teach you how to use gear. We teach you how to save yourself in a really difficult environment. If you want to learn that stuff, come train with me and Blake and Chili. Come train with us at the basic course. I'll teach you all these things. But as of now, it's a lost freaking art, man. Nobody's coming to save you. 
<clears throat> well, I don't know how they're dying. I mean, I figured it was something else. I mean, that's how I said I was going to die in the end times. I was just going to go out and lay on the front yard and prone and <laughs> wait till they come kill me. But that's that's what people are doing in the cold. Yeah, they just sit in the car. They think they think the ambulance or somebody's cook, police going to come by and pick them up and save them. Well, well, you know the the thing is they've counteracted this global warming mm. too hard. They they counteracted it too hard, and we see the results of that exactly. It's over not, this past yeah, couple yeah, of weeks. It's not, it's not global warming anymore. It's climate change. Well, yeah. Climate that, change. That way it's all encompassing. That's right. You know, yeah. back in the 70s and 80s, it was supposed to be a, a, a new ice age was coming. I didn't know that. Well, then it was. Then Al Gore said it was getting hot. Now, huh. it's, now it's getting awful cold again, if you ask me. But all I know is uh, the climate, um, well, we won't get off on that, but you know you, you got to worry about your carbon emissions everybody out there you need to be you need to be reducing your emissions well i'll tell you what blake was blake was off gassing yesterday some some of the worst methane they ever smelt in my life you ever heard of a sweet tart you, you yeah. know a sweet tart he he was letting the sweet fart he was letting farts that when you first smelled them they they smelled real sweet, sweet. <laughs> but buddy, when that son of a gun really when when the the full body of it got to you, uh, it was the sourest daggone thing. Smelled like flowers. I'm talking about my, real bold flavor, you know. <laughs> the sweet fart. My dad, uh, my dad, he just had neck surgery a while ago, and them farts stunk so bad that he was letting that he was worried breathing that air in was gonna get down into his <laughs> spinal cord and irritate his neck surgery and cause an infection. Throwed his, throwed his neck out of place. Yeah. Uh, you got any more comments? Man, Blake's putting lots of carbon in the air. Um, we need carbon. That's not a bad thing. Anyway. Uh, well, back to your running comment um, about, you know, running not being healthy. Uh, this lady on our powerlifting video said, my son is six feet tall and runs a few miles a day, yet running the way you all do might be what he needs. I think we should send out a PSA again that no, running the way we do w would just probably take his athleticism and take it to crap and diminish him and make him unhealthy like us. You start messing up your toes and get hemorrhoids and everything else yeah. that Chad's got. So no, don't don't start running like we do. Um, let, let me tell y'all, man. Y'all look at me on this camera. Look at me. I'm 35 years old, man. I, I, I live in the body of about a 65-year-old man. All right, my mind is so powerful, though, that I can override that. All right, so that's the only good thing you get out of, out of running the way we run is your mind becomes so powerful that it can override your physical instincts. All right, now a lot of y'all will never get there, but that's where I'm at. <laughs> I'll do a whole podcast about that for y'all later on. I wrote it down the other night, explained it all to y'all. What else you got, Chew? <laughs> oh, man. Have you ever uh, considered doing an Ironman or the Barkley Marathons or Western States 100? We get those a lot, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask. Let me tell y'all what, man. I want you to tell them. Okay. An Ironman, yes. Me and Chili will do an Ironman one day just for fun. We're going to make a joke out of it. We don't really care about Iron Man. We don't like the culture of Iron Man. It's a bunch of amped up freaking yuppies. Uh, so we're just going to do it just to make a joke out of it. Of course, it'll be hard, I think. But um, yeah, we'll do one of those. 
These other races like the Barkley Marathons and and the Western States and all this, look, man, I don't have time to put in for your lottery or your drawing for your race for multiple years and hope I get in. I don't play that. I, I don't have time to play that game, man. If I want to race and run, I, I need, I'm going to pick a race that I can sign up for, train for, and go race and run. So, you know, life is short, and I'm halfway done, and I don't have the next five, six years to try to prove myself. First of all, I don't need to prove myself to anybody. I'm done with that. I did all that, right? I've done. I've already been through things that are much more difficult than any of these running races, all right? But I'm not going to spend the next five years trying to get into some race that is prestigious, but it's probably not any better or harder than any other than some other race that you can go out there and and compete in. So I don't do lotteries. I don't do any of that bull crap, man. I, I pick races that I can sign up for, train for, and go run. That's it. That's where I'm at on that. Well, I'm uh, not part of anybody's clique either. I don't play that game. So, so you you've decided that you mainly want to participate in the local racing scene. You yeah. know, kind of regional, not not worry about doing. Well, I want to go do that race in Arizona. I want to do go do the Cocodana race. Well, okay. Why do you want to do that race? I want to do that race because I can sign up for it, pay for it, train for it, go run it. I don't have to wonder if they're going to accept me into their daggone lottery. And I want to do it because it's 250 miles long. I've never ran 250 miles straight. Um, I think the race plays to my strength, and I think it goes through some beautiful country. So I want to go see if I can run 250 miles and see how long it takes me and see if I can beat everybody else there. So, yeah. What do you think about races going to the lottery system? You think that's a bad idea? I mean, when 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 a race yeah. like Western States has five thousand people wanting to get in it, I don't. I wonder what would be the best way to do it. Just first, first, first come, first serve. So yeah, or or, or or raise the entry fee up high enough to yeah. where if if you want to do the race, it's say the entry fee's freaking twenty five hundred bucks, and you know maybe you have to save for a year or two to go do the race. Yeah, and then first come, first serve, man. Uh, you know, I, I I'm not dude. If you want to do a lottery on your race, that's on you. I'm not a daggone race director. I don't have to put up with these daggone problems. Yeah. Um, you know, may, maybe it's a good system. I'm just saying I don't play that game. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be a part of it. Well, yeah, I don't fully know the reason that they have lotteries, other than it's just so many people wanting to get in. Why don't you make rest the the entry fee for Western States five thousand yeah, dollars, and mean, then and then you know use what people you be need mad to, about that too. Okay, yeah, but so what? Take the rest of the money that you don't need as a race director and and donate it to to a good cause somewhere. You know, Western States they jack the entry fee up to five thousand dollars. Well, it cuts a bunch, makes people save, makes them invested in the race. And then at the end of the race, you've got, you know, a quarter million dollars to donate to, to a good cause. You know, that would be that would be more along the lines of what I would do if, if I was the director of that race, which I'm not. But Well, Harp Jason 208 said, um, grip strength can be a lack of nutrition and calories in early childhood. And uh, <laughs> that was a comment on one of your backyard conversations, so I don't. Maybe you referenced grip strength in it. I just wanted your comments on that. Do you think that's true? You think you have 
bad grip strength? Jason, you might be referring to when we had to walk and lunge a telephone pole for four miles in the soft sand. It may be. I don't okay? know. I wasn't holding that telephone pole with my grip. I was holding that telephone pole like this in the front carry position. So my shoulders and biceps were, were taking the weight and my core. I wasn't holding it with my grip. I ain't got no problem with my grip strength, well, Jason. He, he may have been saying he, <laughs> he may have been saying you do. I, I don't know. He may not have though. He may have just <clears throat> wanted to let you know that factoid. Chad, uh, buddy Clint Refton's on here. He wanted to know uh, what tent stakes do you recommend? Tent stakes, whatever comes with the tent you buy. You don't upgrade? No, I don't upgrade my tent stakes, but I buy really expensive tents. So yeah, that's true. If you buy if you buy a Say you go buy a Z-Pax, um, you know, Duo, which is the last tent I bought, a freestanding tent. It already comes with carbon tent stakes. So, uh, and you know, my like my Hyperlite shelter, it already comes with good aluminum tent stakes. So, if you buy a high-dollar tent, it's going to come with high-dollar tent stakes generally. Um, so, I don't, I've never had to upgrade, no. Got any more? And a tent stake should last a long time if you yeah. don't try to beat it in the ground with a rock. Yep. Thank you, Clint. That's key. Thank you, Clint. You got well, any more? There's some more on here if you well, need help. Well, no, I'm this good. This is going to respond. Why are you trying to let Chili get out of his duties that he had today, <laughs> Look, man? I'm, the joker, you gave me I'm five a team minutes. player, man. I'm a team player. Well, you know I appreciate what I mean? it. I think we need to, at the end, we need to rapid fire what they want to know. But I do have, I'd be remiss if I didn't. Keep let, notes on this stuff, tech guy. Uh, Pablo Escobar says, if a shotgun sucks, you don't know how to run it. Pablo. Yep. <laughs> Pablo. Heard that. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> hey, Pablo, I, don't worry. A follow-up to that shotgun video is coming coming soon. Matter of fact, we might go out and film it tomorrow, Lord willing. He said you don't know how to run it. I, I will tell you, Pablo, I ain't no shotgun master. Uh, you know what a shot... What a, the only thing that I would ever use a shotgun for uh, that I have ever used a shotgun for is to breach doors and, bird. To, and to shoot at ducks and squirrels. Okay, so you know we did some training. We used to do some training in t in the SEAL teams. We go out to a place called Shaw's. You can look up Shaw's. It's a shooting institute, and that's where we go do CQB. And the fellow that owned Shaw's was a master, world renowned shotgun shooter. And so I know what it looks like for somebody. He he would do demonstrations for us. It was unbelievable what this guy could do with a shotgun. Nonetheless, you can run, know how to run a shotgun. The, you can be the best in the world. And you would still be a fool to pick up a shotgun to go into a gunfight with when you had an AR-15 available. You'd be a fool. So that's why I'm at on that. Um, well... You don't, uh, you don't have a, or in the, at least in the video that you gave to our, huh. our subscribers. Oh yeah, let's talk about that. You, uh, you used a shotgun with a weenie uh, pistol grip, and, and also, the video never showed the shotgun being shot. So did it, literally, did it, did it not? No. Oh. So our tech guy <laughs> decided to leave probably the most important scene in the entire video. <laughs> 
We're, we literally... Everything I do is to make you better, Bubba. We literally I, made a video showing why a shotgun was a poor choice. That's all right. And we shot the shotgun multiple times at the target to prove our point. And the tech guy left that entire scene out of the video for hey, some every, odd reason. Everything I do is to make you better. You don't worry about why I left that out. Yeah, and I saw a bunch of comments on that. People were saying, oh, y'all didn't put the shotgun being shot in there because it, it really grouped about the size of your fist. And, I bet it did. and you know it would work. Let me tell you, buddy. I bet it did, too. I agree with them. You can't even hit nothing with that daggone shockwave, man. It did hit a tight group. Didn't even yeah. hit the hostage. I said, oh, gosh, if I put that in there. I, said, I bet it didn't. Discount the video. Here, we've done all this work. and Discount the video. Well, um... Back to your diet, since you ran it on people being so fat earlier. According to you, um, if you don't eat ice cream every day, you will not reach your maximum potential. And well, I can't even it's picture one statement. out. A lot of people disagree with that, and they think you eat too many carbs. What do you got to say about that? No, look, man. Look. Look. Eat what makes you feel good, <laughs> all right? Eat what makes you feel good. And um, ice cream don't affect you like most sweets because it's a balance. Ice cream is part of a balanced diet. Well, that is true. Ice cream has all that fat in it. It don't, it don't spike your insulin. That's right. Ice cream's part of a balanced diet. If you want some sweets, go eat it. And this whole thing, all these things about carbohydrates and proteins and all this stuff, that stuff ain't even real, man. That just eat what makes eat what fills you up and makes gives you good fuel, right? That's what you gotta eat: steak and rice and butter, and um, ice cream, a little avocado. That stuff. Don't worry about all the carbs and all this stuff because that stuff ain't even real. They they've duped all y'all into believing that stuff. This so. fella said he hopes you're running uh, a lot of miles every day that you eat all that toast, too many carbs. I th you don't think he's on to something? No, he ain't on to nothing. People been eating bread since the dawn of time. Mm. Yeah, I eat a lot of bread. Look, eat good bread. Y'all saw what happened to Chili when he tried to eat that Wonder Bread on the on the treadmill race. <laughs> what happened? Went straight to my hips. Watch it, Blake. You're knocking my camera off over there. Uh, what happened? The Joker ate that Wonder Bread, and he spent he spent twelve out of the twenty four hours on the toilet over there. That eat, wasn't because of the bread. Eat good Ezekiel sprouted grains. No. If you're eating bread, it ought to be coming fresh from your from a local bread baker that uses good ingredients. Or if you're getting it from the grocery store, if if you don't have to put that bread in the freezer, if it don't come frozen, then it ain't good fresh sprouted grain bread. You don't know what you're talking about. I gosh, I do. I've been living. <laughs> Look at me, son. He's alive. You, you've been living that. That gives you uh, that gives you credibility. Just being alive. I had to go to the doctor for the first time the other day. Yeah. By the way, go ahead and tell people about that because I want to make it known, broadly known, that you go to the doctor one time, and it starts a never-ending downhill spiral of doctor visits, prescriptions. I got to go to the Walgreens and pick up my script later. <laughs> I'm telling you, you, you you've you've spent. What are you talking about? You go to you you have all kinds of doctors. No, I don't either. Yeah, you do. You've even admitted <laughs> it. You've got a brain doctor. You've got all kinds of specialists. That's specialists different. Specialists are different. Yeah, I got a neurologist. All right. 
<laughs> lick my so what the crap are you talking about, man? You go. You got every doctor in the books. I got one doctor. Yeah, I don't go to a a general practitioner like you do to to get written prescriptions and all that crap from a sore toe. You got turf toe. Yeah, screw you, dude. I got a neurologist. All right. Every now and then you need a script. You know. I got a cardiologist too. Yeah. About that. You know, I'm I'm getting about that age. My testosterone's getting a little low. You know. I, I got a podiatrist too. Um, for my feet what happened with my toe guys orthodontist after that treadmill run i had a terrible blister form up right on the uh the base of my toe right on the base of the toenail right at the what do you call that the cuticle um what it, it was terrible and and chili told me when he first saw it he said you got to pop that blister and i said no nah, <laughs> i ain't popping that blister right so i'm on i am on the 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 side of don't pop the blister worked well okay chili says always pop the blister immediately always so i didn't pop it the toe felt fine uh you know days went by it finally popped on its own well about two days after part of it did no the whole thing did the, the that whole big blister popped mm. all right so about two days after that daggone toe got infected, and it, it had all kinds of pus under the nail and all this stuff, and that joker got to hurting bad. I mean, like, I couldn't even walk. I, I, I could walk, but I couldn't put any pressure on that big toe, and, um, and it got to looking nasty and stinking. Still kind of stinks, and... Uh, <laughs> So I so on Christmas Day I sat in the floor of my uh, father father in law's house and took a hot needle and lit it up, got it red, blazing hot, and burned a hole through my entire toenail right at the base of the toe down to whatever's underneath the toenail. And boy, when you hit that, when you get through that toenail and you hit that skin or whatever with that blazing hot needle. It'll make you jump, son. You better you better drink you a glass of whiskey before you try that at home. And so I did that, and then I've been soaking the toe in Epsom salts and got all that pus out from under there, and it started to feel better, but I got to thinking, man, if this son of a gun gets terrible infected, they might have to cut my daggone toe off. So I went to the doctor, you know, and he gave me a script. I'm feeling better today. You well, know, I ain't even took the script because... <laughs> It's get feel like it's it's getting better naturally. How many times can you work that in? <laughs> Depends <laughs> on what the script is. <laughs> I mean, dude, I I don't want you to have to cut your toe off, but it's pretty ridiculous. I mean, it wasn't even that bad. You made it bad. It's a dang blister, man. I, I don't Everybody know. knows what you do with them. No, man. Y'all y'all on watching this, you chime in, what do you do? But look, man. I know what to do. As long as you don't pop the blister, the, the the no infection can get into that thing because it's a closed off system, right? <laughs> <clears throat> but as as soon as you pop the blister, there's an orifice for bacteria to get into. So that's my thinking of why I don't pop the blister. I try to keep the wound as clean as possible. And, and and here's the thing. If your body forms up a blister, it's formed it up for, for a reason, all right? 
So look, y'all, y'all two get ready to have tech guy and chili. Y'all get ready to have something to talk about here in just a minute. Cause I'm going to step out the door and pee here in just a minute. Well, okay. Well, the all show's right. all about you, man. I mean, you've built it around. You got to control your darn piss a little better than that. So either end the show well, or when, when answer the question. Man, good grief. When Blake. you're live, it's hard to take a break. Jeez, Blake. Well, ask them what, what, what do they got to say about blisters? I want to hear that. Oh, they say pop it. Don't pop it. Well, uh, you know. Yeah, it's up in the air. Well, it ain't. I should have asked my doctor. I went and saw him yesterday. First oh, he tell I, you. First time I've had a doctor since I got out of the Navy. I'm pretty proud of myself. I'm moving up in the world. Well, well you about to have lots of doctor visits. We got a viewer on here. His name is Puss Bust. And he Puss wanted, Bust. And he wanted Puss you to know that that shotgun video was the absolute worst shotgun video he's ever seen. Terrible choice of shotgun. <laughs> terrible video. He, he just said all together. Well, hey, Puss Bust, I ain't seen none of your YouTube videos. What's your channel? Sounds so like I, you're I'll insulting go, him and it's his username. I'll go start, hey, I'll go, I'll go start watching your YouTube videos then, Puss Bust. Well, I got another one for you. Reed here, he wanted to know that it, was there any reason that your kid didn't follow your path in the military and stuff? Oh, Chad. Is that- my young, my young man over there. I don't know if he's talking about me or my brother. Look, man, I told Chili. Who who asked that question? Reed. Reed. I told Chili, uh, you know, a, a while back. I said, "Look, man, you you would you would love buds. You would Chili would love seal training. He would thrive in it, just because you just get beat to a freaking pulp every single day, and uh, I think he would do very well. So." What I advised him to do was join the Navy, go through SEAL training, and on the very last day of SEAL training, start peeing in his bed and claim insanity so that then they would then kick him out of the Navy. Well, they wouldn't kick me out of the Navy. They'd probably send me to go chip paint. No, no. Uh-huh. You start peeing in your bed, they kick you out, right? I don't know. Be- because... Because the, here's the thing. If, I could probably still mop the floors. Or if, if you're going to go into the boat. military right now, um, the training is going to be the best thing you're going to get because there ain't nothing going on. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you. Oh, excuse me about that, guys. Um, I'm going to go ahead and tell you. For, after what we've learned about our government these last couple of years, I ain't going to fight nowhere that they tell me to go and fight. All right, back in 2001, when 9-11 went down, the the warriors, the military didn't ask questions. And whether or not the whole 9-11 thing was manufactured or not, I wouldn't put it past, past it being a whole a manufactured event. I mean, it was real. It really happened. But I wouldn't put it past the government staging that entire thing and allowing it to happen okay knowing what i know about the government now but back then i think people thought well we can trust our government the soldier thought we can trust our government to send us to war for a righteous cause and so the soldier didn't really ask questions well i'm gonna go ahead and tell you right now if i was in the military right now i would if they tried to send me anywhere I would be asking questions about where I was going and why I was going there, um, because I don't. The, I I yeah. If you want to join the military, go through training because the training's still gonna be good. But when you get to the last day, 
start paying your bed claim insanity and get out of the military because you don't want these freaking you don't want these evil people that are in Washington you don't want to be the one that's guilty of propagating their agendas and while I'm on that if you are a a card carrying member of any three letter federal agency you are complicit in executing the tyrannical agendas of evil people you should quit your freaking job i have no respect for you well yeah i mean i don't want to i'm insubordinate you know so it wouldn't be it it wouldn't i wouldn't have a good career in the military no but he he, he would love training though but you know we we might do that later on i I might send him out there later on to do that (laughs) He's got plenty of time. You, you can you you can go to buds until you're 29. After you're 29, you got to get an age waiver. I had a guy in buds with me that was 30 years old. And he didn't make it. He mm, fell well, apart. He well. fell all to pieces. Do you know anything about a lawsuit between Evan and Black Rifle Coffee? No, man. I don't know nothing about no lawsuit between Evan Hafer. And, I don't freaking give a crap, man. <laughs> I don't give a crap, man. I got a question for Chili here. Mm. Well, good. I'm going to pee real quick. Chili. Yeah. After the sun sets and it gets dark, do you dress in black leather? (laughs) (laughs) This is from BDNF guy. I do do change uh, depending on different time blocks of the day. So I have... uh, I wear seven different things. So from midnight to two in the morning, I wear uh, loungewear, and then I get up at two, and then I change into not to be confused with lingerie. Right, no, 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 loungewear, pajamas, if you will. And then from two to seven in the morning, that five-hour time block, I wear night clothes. It's sleeping clothes. I wear, I put, I wear sunglasses at night, so I, I don't wear a mask, but I sleep in, you know, uh, sunglasses and then nightwear, which. I'm not going to tell you exactly what that is. So then the third block is seven to nine in the morning. That's another two hour block where I get up and I eat breakfast. What do you do? Hey, don't do that when I'm talking. Sorry about that. (laughs) Anyway, then I put back on another set of loungewear. It's not the same one, but that's to eat my breakfast. I never shower in the morning. People who shower in the morning are maniacs. Dang. I don't shower in the morning. No, if you, you're a psychopath if you shower in the morning. Uh, if you shower hardly at all, you're a psychopath. You Especially be, this time of year. You should be very little. You shower once a week this time of year. Wash your hair once a month. And then, you know, not to go into it, but throughout the day I put on different outfits. You know, so when it gets night, yeah, I put on a, set, a specific set of clothes, but that's just the way it is. If y'all don't do that, then I don't really care. Uh, I'm, more in walking. I'm in my birthday suit after dark, son. <laughs> all right well i I think i can't help but think we ought to add some real value to this conversation there's been a lot of value in this conversation so, i'm gonna ask chad some different questions okay unless you got something chili no this was this was just uh gonna take him off so oh, okay uh what do you think about crossfit chad from homer homer um Cause you've been doing quite a bit of it look, here, here lately. Look, homie. he does a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Just know that up front. 
Look, Homer. Much as I hate to admit it, I like CrossFit. All right. You know what I like most about CrossFit is the community aspect of it. When you show up at a CrossFit gym, you're in a class with people from your local community, and usually they're like-minded individuals, at least in terms of they want to become better physically and mentally. And you get to become a part of that community. That's where I found my doctor at. You know, I wouldn't have a doctor if it wasn't for CrossFit. Um, you know, the workouts are good, you know. It, it, it's a good way to, to stay fit. And as much as I hate to admit it, I like I, I do like it. Uh, I think there's a lot of <clears throat> there's a lot of dweebs that do CrossFit too, but not not at my CrossFit gym. It's not mine, but um, the one I go to is generally good folks. And I imagine if you went to a CrossFit gym in a city somewhere, you probably have all them dweebs. Uh, and I'd be opposed to that, but you don't be working out with them dweebs, do you? Uh. Hey, what does a dweeb look like? <clears throat> well, it's more of an attitude. Okay. Yeah, dweeb. You characterize a dweeb by <laughs> by their attitude. Um, you know, y'all may not know this, but it's actually a dream of mine to own a gym one day. It really is. Now, now I wouldn't. I'm not going to do it until, you know, I'm real old and washed up. Uh, in a couple of years we'll have you one of them gyms up. Yeah, probably another three or four years. I'll probably get into the gym business because this is a dream of mine to own a gym. And, and my picture of owning a gym, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be um, it's 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 not gonna be real structured. Uh, basically, you can come in and work out, and if I happen to be there, I'm gonna yell at you for not putting out hard enough. And um, that's my picture of owning a gym. I just want an opportunity to be able to. Yell at people and make them go harder. Kind of around the clock. Well, uh, that ain't how I'd picture opening a gym, but whatever. Well, I, that's why you're never going to own a gym. I'm definitely not going to. Yeah. <laughs> that's, it's, a, it's a dream of mine. Kay Whitney wants to know, what's your favorite PCC, pistol caliber carbine? Well, Kay Whitney, we're just getting into that, and uh, we've got a couple to review coming up soon. Right now we have, what's the ones we have right now? A CMMG, Blake? Yeah, I've got that uh, Banshee, CMMG Banshee. Okay, and then what's the one you bought for me the other day? It's an Arrow EPC-9. Okay, and then we have the Ruger PC Charger, which, uh, you know, I really, I like that. It's it's a beefed-up Ruger 1022, and 1022 is, in my opinion, well, probably the best semi-automatic uh, rifle. I'm gonna tell you about it. Why, why I say this about 10:22? I used to coon hunt, y'all. Some of y'all know that. And when we coon hunted, we used a Ruger 10:22. And this rifle, Blake bought me one a long time ago. I've still got the rifle. And um, I beat beat it around in the woods. Never cleaned it. One time we were coon hunting. And I had that rifle propped up against the rear tire of the truck we were hunting out of. Well, we got the dogs loaded up, and we pulled off, and I forgot the rifle was on the rear tire. We were way back in the woods somewhere. And the rifle just 
fell off the tire and was like, I don't, you know, the rifle just sat on the ground in the woods. I didn't, never could recall where we had lost it at. Well, I was riding back through there, I don't know, maybe six months or a year later, and saw the rifle laying on the side of the, the road there on the ground in the woods. Picked the gun up, gun still shot. Nothing wrong with it. Didn't even have to clean it. Didn't have to do nothing to it. It's just the most reliable semi-automatic action that, I mean, I personally have ever used. So that's why I like that Ruger, that PC charger, because it's the same thing. It's just beefed up. So we, But we don't know what our favorite is yet. We, we're still messing with them. Snapback Bato wants to know, what is your reply? This is a good question. Y'all got to work on your YouTube handles, by the way. What is your I reply? Like Pablo Escobar. What is your reply? You don't have to say that three times, tech guy. <laughs> what is again. your reply when someone asks why God allows bad things to happen to good people? Mm. Wow. That's a that's a deep question. Um But I can only imagine he's asking this, maybe because somebody's asked him that. Maybe he's not sure how to reply with it. This is why bad things happen to good people. It's be go back to the very beginning. What's of, a good person? Well, yeah, that's that's a, that's a good point. That's not the angle I was coming from. Oh well, but that's a good point. Um, yeah, first of all, good. When you say good, that means that you you you've never deviated. As soon as you deviate from from perfection, uh, you are no long you are no longer good, right? Because you you've mixed in a little bit of bad there, you know you're tarnished. All right, um, that's what the blood of Christ is all about. <clears throat> hey, go back to the beginning of the Bible, and it talks about in the beginning what happened and how um, basically all of creation and humanity uh, became tarnished by sin. Uh, that was born from a choice that we as humans made in the very beginning. And the earth and all that is in it fell away uh, from its original design. So in other words, we live in a fallen world. We are fallen humans who are part of that. And because we live in a fallen world, that means things like pain, anxiety, fear, suffering, um, difficulty, all those things exist because the world is not what God created it to be in the beginning because sin entered the equation and tarnished everything. And so because we are subject to living in a fallen world, we are all subject to pain, suffering, fear, anxiety, worry, all those things. We're all subject to that. All right? And so it's not God allowing these things to happen. It's simply that we live in a fallen world, and that's the best answer I can give to that. And people can say, well, did God, why did God allow the first man and woman to make the choice that they made? Well, just because God I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make the statement that God foreknew, he, he knew beforehand 
that that was going to happen, that we as humanity were going to make that choice. He foreknew that. Even before he created it all, he foreknew that, right? But just because he knows that it's going to happen, does that necessarily mean that he predestined that to happen? Think about that for a minute. That's a hard question. Think about that for a minute, all right? God gave us as humans from the very beginning something called free will, which is another very deep discussion. But without a doubt, you can see in our nature, God did not want to create robots. He wanted to create living beings with a free will. And even though he knew and knows every decision that we will ever make and that has ever been made by humanity, even though he knew every one of those decisions beforehand, in my opinion, that doesn't necessarily mean that he predestined all of those decisions. There's a difference there. Very interesting conversation. A lot of people were saying that same thing on comments here, saying free will and uh, Josh Melby made a comment, and he said, there is no free will without a free country. Respond to that comment. Yeah, I told you all this on the podcast I went and did with Andy Facilla and those boys, that Real AF podcast. Um, we have liberty in Christ. We have eternal uh, life. We have liberty in Christ and in our faith, but... I believe that our carnal liberty, in other words, what we're able to do and not do here in this life, our freedom is, is important, right? Because God created us to be, he, he wants us to have liberty, right? And I believe your carnal liberty is important in life, Um. So yeah, you can't you can't over you can't overlook that. Uh, yeah, I mean I could go down a whole rabbit hole on that, but go listen to that podcast I did with Andy. We we talked about that in depth. Well, there's a difference in free will and <clears throat> and autonomy on Earth. Here, here's the thing: God, the rights that you have as a human being, the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Those rights were. It even says it. Those rights were granted to you by God, your creator. Those rights were granted to humanity. Okay? So for, for, for a human to come and assume that they can take those rights from you, that's freaking bullcrap, man, because God, my creator, is the one that gave me the rights to life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, freedom, that's how I was created. Those were endowed upon you by the creator of the universe. And anything that tries to steal away from those is pure freaking evil, man. I don't know how, I don't know how these people that are out here, I, they were born with something that I wasn't born with. The will to control other humans. That's evil. If you are consumed by the idea of controlling other humans... You are being consumed by an evil force. I don't want to control anybody. 
that's what I got to say about that. Well, well, that's about an hour. I hope y'all enjoyed this. Golly, he's over. Fun, fun conversation. You got anything else, tech guy? Nope. Nope on a rope. Yeah, he had a lot of stuff, man. You just cut nope him off. on a rope. Well, well hey you guys, get over it. You get over it, don't you? Hey guys, go and apply for the proving grounds in March. All right. We're getting ready to start looking through applications and selecting people for the Proving Grounds mission in March. So that is a unbelievable training evolution. The Proving Grounds, it's all-encompassing. It's super intense. There's a lot of value. The entire team is there. You will learn some very awesome skills skills hard skills and also skills in terms of your leadership ability your ability to to be part of a team to function within a team but also hard skills um actual tangible skills that you can take away from that training mission it's about three days long in the mountains of north georgia and uh you won't regret it i promise you so go and apply for that on 307project.com that thing will fill up pretty quick. This one, the, the one coming up in January is already full. All right, so the next one will be in March. We only run two of these a year. That's it. We run two a year, and it's done. So I hope to see y'all there, man. Enough said. <laughs>